0: You know, I'm going to make sure the car is clean. I'm going to do do certain things just to make sure, like the bookcase. If she's like, I'm about to buy a bookcase, like, okay, let me know when to come. So I'm going to, I'm going to come by to put it up. You know, that's my thing. You know, if you're moving out your house, I'm like, well, let me know when you get settled. You know, that, that's.
1: <laughs> I said I'm going to help you move. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs>
1: uh, come blooded.
0: What up, what up, what up, what up is three brothers, no sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-host, Rozzy and Buff, fellas. Football season, week one. Hopefully y'all are feeling good. Tell them what's on your minds. I know Rozzy's thinking about the Green Bay Packers.
1: Yeah, go pack, baby, go pack. But, I, I mean, I just want to say after uh, Alabama's horrible showing yesterday... To Texas, I mean, I was they they I I I can't do this for a whole season. They better Mm. get some stuff together. It it, it just it it ain't right. It ain't right. That ain't Uh, Alabama right there.
0: All the top teams had
2: a tough showing though.
0: Yeah, I have no remorse for you, bro. I I don't don't feel feel sorry for you or anything. I hope I hope that's what you weren't. Hope you weren't trying to pull at our heartstrings.
1: No, not at all. Cause, you know, my my actual team, UAB, they um they lost to Liberty University of all places. So I don't I don't even count them. So but at least hopefully, you know, Green Bay pulls it out from Minnesota and we'll be I'll have a a well rounded weekend.
0: That's all that's all you got for us today?
1: No, 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 no. Um I I didn't know if I was gonna jump in first or or Buff uh, to talk about his football stuff, but I'll go ahead and jump in. Um but uh Cobra Kai's back. Season 5. I haven't started it yet. But um you know, two midlife crisis guys, start a gang war. You can't go wrong with that. Um so great great show. Jump on that. You're um, a team who? I, actually, I'm I'm Eagle What is it Eagle Fang?
0: Eagle Fang baby.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like the Eagle Fangs. <laughs> Miyagi is just a, light, a little lame to me, man. About yeah, as bad as Russell Wilson. Oh, and that's oh, a hot take on. Huh? Oh wow. <laughs> uh,
2: how did he catch that straight? <laughs> Golly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it was like right?
1: you're on to something, guy. <laughs> um What else happened this week? Uh, Disney. uh, You know, they had their little event. I think it's D23 or D3 or whatever it is. D23. Whatever they have. Yeah, D23. Uh, But they brought some heat, as they always do. I'm really excited. All the trailers dropped um, for a lot of different shows, man. And so I'm excited. Uh, What is Secret Wars Invasion? So we're going to get a whole series um, with... with, uh, What's his name? Um,
2: Samuel Jackson.
1: Samuel Jackson. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be cool. I'm phase four was a reset and we knew it, uh, but I'm really excited for phase five, man. I think phase five is really going to start picking up and it's going to be pretty dope.
0: So phase four, um, I've kind of been disappointed with phase four. It was, it was more about
2: dealing with the fallout of the, they call it the blip. I know we call it the snap, but it was more dealing with the fallout of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get everything back to where they can kind of have a concerted kind of thing. Like we uh, I'm Star- liking
2: She Hulk though. So that was a pretty good episode the last episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. gotten so, into it
0: like that. I'm I'm almost, I'm always feeling like I want more. Like oh, that that was it? yeah
1: mm-hmm. it's it's and this one's way different anyway because it is they're trying to make it a legal procedural they're they're doing a good job of doing that versus like gotham gotham tried to do the same thing they wanted it to be a police procedural where every episode was kind of its own standalone thing uh you know open and close in 30 minutes type thing uh and it just didn't work and they had to go into an overarching kind of thing because that's what everybody wanted to see from batman so I think they're doing a good job of just being its own show and being a procedural and actually having some open and shut cases throughout every episode. So, you know, your whole SVU law and order type thing, um, but make it more of a comedy. Uh, so I'm liking it, man. I'm enjoying it. I, I think it's doing Wong and Madison. They, they're they hilarious, man. Now, so that's, I,
0: yeah, I take that back. Wong and Madison, <laughs> you know, Two N's and a Y, not what you think. <laughs>
1: not where you think. Sophie started running around talking to, uh, like yelling at. <laughs> so,
0: so, yeah, yeah Madison Wong, make the show.
1: Only oh, other thing I got, man, is um, this is a big, big week for me. We are, my, my chapter, Kappa Delta, we're actually endowing a scholarship. So I bundled um, that money for that. We're going to endow a $25,000 scholarship to UAB. Uh, so we'll be presenting that this weekend at the football game so if you guys check us out on ESPN Plus I think it's where they usually uh, stream our games um, so check us out on there I should be on the field presenting the big novelty check and stuff looking like a big sabu but you know it, you gotta do what you gotta do uh, to make things work and we are starting to get ready for the Jennifer Kimberly shopping style event that's gonna happen October 30th I'm a little early for that so I'll be reminding you guys we're six weeks out Uh, Three Brothers No Sense is gonna be um, a a title sponsor for it. Um bros don't they might not even know that yet. They Ferg and (laughs) I haven't said yes. But um, I'm gonna make it happen. So we're we're gonna um, be a title sponsor for
2: it. it. Oh, I thought you were just letting us know. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Um. So yeah, we'll we'll be there. Uh, we're doing a brunch during our Classic Weekend, October thirtieth. So be looking for that. We'll be sharing all the information uh, when we get a little closer. We're a little far out, but I'm any, really excited about it, man. I mean, we got. It, it's going to be a dope event.
2: Any any reason why it's October this year? Because last year was December.
1: It was. What we looked at is uh, it was a weird space for the, the silent auction. Uh, everybody had kind of come off of Thanksgiving, had to worry about Christmas gifts and all that stuff and so we we didn't want to kind of sh- try to deal with holiday stuff. Uh, and it's, Classic Weekend is a huge weekend for the Birmingham. We got a whole lot of people in the city, so we wanted to wrap it around there. And, and okay. there's not a lot of Sunday events uh, for Classic Weekend. So we just looked at all of that. It's uh, Alabama's bi-week as well so we uh, you know for because this uh, Jenica's uh, scholarship is at University of Alabama we wanted to make sure we kind of worked around football season and all that too so it just kind of worked out where that was kind of the best
2: weekend for it smart gotcha gotcha yeah uh, the the hell with football for uh, Drake Champs interview with Young Turk that's what, oh, need to, that's what y'all need to be seeing right now. That boy, we might need to get him on the show. That boy, wow. That boy is, <laughs> if you have not seen this interview, first off, if you're like me, Drink Champs, they have a lot of A-list, A-list guests, but it's always hard for me to watch because Nori interrupts so much that it gets so annoying that I can't take it. But this particular interview is like Turk took over. I think Nori may have interrupted like two times during a two-hour and two-and-a-half-hour interview, so he barely interrupts. Man, Turk told it all. He don't mess with Rick Ross. He said, "Yeah, Rick Ross threw me in that threw me in that song where he criticizing Birdman about not paying me." But I reach out to him. I've been out of jail ten years. He ain't reached ba- reach back out to me. He doing the same shit Birdman doing. Um, he want everybody to know he got money now. Him and Lil Wayne called crabs together and gave them to their baby mamas together. Uh, and he had sex with men. And, you know, Nori prompted this, and I think he was going to give him an opportunity to kind of clear it up. Because he was like, you know, you said you had sex in prison. And a lot of people thought, and he cut Nori off. He was like, oh, oh let me clear this up right now, because a lot of y'all are stupid. He looked dead in the camera. He said, I had sex with men. And Nori said, wait, What? <laughs> it got quiet it got quiet <laughs> that's what told everything it's two and a half hours but trust me you wanna if you have it where you can you have a smart TV where you can put YouTube on your TV don't watch it on your phone throw that joint on your TV get you a drink and just watch it from
0: beginning to end it's worth it <laughs> That's all I got, bro. Wow. Um, first of all, I'm gonna take a step back. Are you guys okay? You know, uh, we lost a dear uh, figurehead this week or this past week with Queen Elizabeth II. So, what was that? Was that a? <laughs>
2: that was Razi, folks. That's Razi. Uh,
1: my yeah. bad. My bad. I snicker. I'm sorry. He's
2: rude. Y'all doing alright? Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 no. I
1: think I'm gonna make it. I,
2: I'm not all right. Go ahead, uh, bro. Go ahead. Well, I you know, I'm not gonna be mean or crass but I it's not that I don't care about her death. I don't care about any of that stuff over there. I didn't care about Meghan Merkel's wedding. I don't care about what they're doing. I don't care about Prince Harry. I don't care about any of it. And I'm mad that a boxing match that I was looking forward to got postponed because they gotta have like ten days of mourning. You know, Queen Elizabeth, she did a lot of bad things. It's been well documented on Black Twitter. <laughs> Not in journalism, by the way. Journalists, you know, they paint this very positive picture of her. But if you go on Black Twitter, you can see a lot of what wrong she's done. But at the end of the day, someone died. Rest in peace or whatever. I just don't care about it.
0: And I am I don't care about it. You mentioned black Twitter. If you've only been on black Twitter, you're missing the goods, bruh. Because Irish Twitter? Irish Twitter? Irish Twitter. was oh, They, they <laughs> <might>. <laughs> giving it a business too? <laughs> <They're> just, uh, <laughs> well, they literally dancing a jig. I think that's where they came from. <laughs> they,
1: did, they did fireworks. They literally bruh, black, Twitter fireworks. Just,
0: black Twitter fireworks. Black Twitter just uh, being petty. Man. Irish Twitter? Boy, they on a whole nother level, bruh. Like, it was... I mean, it was bad but um, I, I saw stuff, I'm like man. you I really don't care what's, what's crazy <laughs> to me is how it's entertaining because you know it's always entertaining the, the memes and all this stuff but it what's always interesting is we found another way to debate yeah. like it was the why y'all care? Why y'all don't care? You, you know, you, what kind of person? And it's like, and well, you're being Uncle Tom by c- celebrating this and, I mean, our um, mourning her death. It's like, wow, how do we, how do we even, how, how did this become a thing? All right. So, yeah, yeah that, that was uh, Russell, interesting to me.
2: Russell Wilson called a stray on that. He said, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> Somebody said, I don't know.
0: Maybe he is corny. <laughs>
2: can
0: win <laughs> oh man oh man beast mode to, uh, just like mentor him or something
1: yeah, yeah. Just,
0: <laughs> it, it's crazy um, too because we
2: had just made a post about some of the diamonds that you know she stole from I believe Africa and just mm-hmm. talked about the whole royal family and stuff and then I feel like less than five days later she passed away
0: Yeah. Hey, quick question. Is this a safe space? Safe space?
1: Always. I I mean, we have thousands of listeners, but hey, it's always a safe space
0: for us. I'm going to come clean on something. So, you guys talk about The Wire a lot. Mm -hmm. And I've watched The Wire. Like, I've watched episodes here and there, but I've never like watched a full season. Like, I might have watched 10 to 15 episodes total. Okay. You know, but I actually started it from um, the beginning this week. And I will say this: I've never met, never watched a show that makes you like, kind of like the characters, but hate police even more. (laughs) All at the same time. That's what I'm taking from the show. It's kind of like, okay, yeah, you know, but it's like, but it made Western
2: District way,
1: baby.
0: But it made me think of like we talked about it, how we if you look at it our society we love this bad boy police image not by the books all that stuff and then we wonder why we're facing all these crazy allegations and not even allegations crazy scenarios you know and I I pray to God the, the real thing is nothing like the wire like these guys are getting drunk and like you know what I'm tired, of, let's go beat up some, but let's just go to the hood and beat up people. You know, even a lot of the, even that first, uh, the situation where they, uh, season one, where they, they burned the car up. The guys, they went in there, they burned the oh, car, yeah, they yeah. went up into the hood about two o'clock in the morning.
2: Right, right, mm-hmm. right.
0: And, and I'm catching hell. And the, the, the lieutenant kind of like him. You know, right. Kind of like but at the same time, it's kind of like, all right, get your story straight.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You -hmm. you, you hit the, what was it? Uh, He hit you. you you
0: He hit you with the bottle. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like, man, we wonder why there's such a gap. Why, you know, our community doesn't trust police. If it's anything like that going on behind the scenes, really? Because I don't know. We're not in the blue circle. You know the inner circle, but that is that's rough, bro. Like, but then we demonize criminals. You know, think about every police movie. We talked about this before. Every police movie, every police show, we love the the bad guy cop, the 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 the, the rule breaker, Dirty Harry, the the person that kind of breaks the rules, marches to the beat of their own drum. But you, un- I don't know, bro. But it is. I mean, it's good. I mean, no, uh, make, make Pay attention point. to
1: Carver. Car- Carver is actually my favorite arc of the entire series. Okay. So pay attention to Carver.
2: Okay. And you um, said, hopefully, fam, it's you not won as the bad. first game.
0: It's worse. Say what?
2: Actually, I'm going to say, you said, oh, right, no, it's hopefully, worse. Yeah, it's worse.
0: Yeah. Are yeah. Oh, you talking about the seasons get worse or is it worse in real life? In real life.
2: Yeah, in real
0: life. That's what's like so crazy, you, bro.
2: If you make it through the wire, I want you to watch We Own This City.
0: Which is based mm-hmm. on the
2: Baltimore Baltimore Police Department. And when you watch that, it's like, yo, the wire ain't go far enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what's so crazy, bro. And it's just like we mm-hmm. And I don't even know why we wonder why. There's this conflict between the black community and police. It's I mean, they beating ass. Like they hmm They I mean, when they beat the I'm let's let's keep going, bro. I just
1: yeah, they set it up to, for actually for a sixth season. They could have done a sixth season. I, I I don't know what happened why it um got canceled. But um, I I would love to see the wire come back and just kind of see some of those younger kids come back. Like what happened to the kids uh that grew up and and where they ended up. You know, because you oh no, I don't want to spoil anything, thank for Freddy. I'm you. not even gonna say. It. Yeah, Never mind, Never mind.
0: Um. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, anything else, fellas? Oh, yeah. You won their first game. We beat uh, Albany State. or We won against Albany State. I can't even say we beat them. So that was good to see. I think those young men needed a, uh, a W. We took a hard loss last week against Jackson State. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was crazy because I expected them to kind of repeat that this week. And because I was thinking that possibly they're just that good. Because, um, you know, Dion has gotten <laughs> some really good recruits over the last uh, few years, especially this past uh, offseason where he was getting five-star recruits and uh, getting a lot of these transfers from these D1 schools. So I was, I was thinking maybe that's just a separation of talent and showing the potential of HBCU football. And then they go play uh, yesterday, and it was – it's it was – they won, but it was still not the same domination – our dominant team that I saw the week before.
1: Yeah. Well, he, he said one of the biggest things that Dion has brought to HBCU football is the introduction of an analyst. Like I didn't know HBCUs didn't have analysts on their coaching staff. Um, and that is a huge thing, right? You need to know what the other team's tendencies are. What do they tend to play? What, you know, what do they tend to run, and all of that. Like an analyst on your team is huge. I mean, look at the money, money, uh, the movie Moneyball. Like having a good analyst and being able to analyze what's going to happen, uh, and a statistician—that's huge. So I, I, I'm surprised more HBCUs don't have that on their coaching staff. Yeah.
0: I mean, and what's crazy is, I mean, if you remember, maybe two. Whatever, what year that was the Rockets won not Rockets the Astros won the World Series that was a big thing about analytics in um, sports because the top teams I think four out of five of them were very heavy into analytics and it showed mm-hmm. how they were doing it so well let's go ahead and keep it going who's up first yeah.
1: who's up? Oh, uh, Sophie <laughs> Sophie's up first she got her uh, thing ready she got it on lock hold on let me go grab her
2: she got it off lock.
1: <laughs> okay, Sophie's not here. Uh, I have <laughs> no idea where Haley took them.
2: They all just left. <laughs> uh, you didn't know your child wasn't in the house.
1: <laughs> uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. they just all left. Didn't say nothing to nothing. But Haley's oh, car is yeah. gone, so I assume they're with her. Uh, we can just jump into it. I get maybe she'll be back by the time the end of the show.
2: Okay, okay. It's out of you or first, man. That's
0: first. Uh, I'd rather, uh, defer. Let's go ahead. and.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. So, like I said, I found, I found my question like this morning, actually. Um, and it's a little bit about dating, but, um, I know you guys been out of the dating game and so you're just going to have to put your, uh, dating hat on for this one. But, uh, I saw a post and it said the quickest way to know if you're dealing with the man who is ready to assume the role of a leader of a family is to ask him for help. A lot of women have a hard time doing this. Many men know that this will use it to their advantage. Open them, open your mouth when you're in need. Now, how you need to ask depends on the man. But listen, you are not superwoman. And when you have a partner, you, you shouldn't have to be. A man who thrives off of being a provider absolutely loves coming to your rescue. Do it sooner rather than later. Y'all know I don't believe in wasting time. So my question to you guys is... When you're dating somebody, do you want to be able to come to their defense to provide for them in some type of way to kind of defend for them? Do you want them to ask you for help or not?
2: Yes. I mean, yes. I guess I i, I like a I like a mixture, I guess. Like sometimes they can figure it out on their own, but other times they ask me and I'm able to help them as well. I remember last year during the live recording we did during your birthday, I forget which one of the guys said it. One of the guys flat out said, like, he wants to be needed. Like, he, I think he said, it might have been Lenny. I, I forgot who it was, but he went over to some girl house and the bookcase or whatever was already put together or something like that. And he just felt like he wasn't needed. Uh, so I think a lot of guys do like to feel needed. I like I like the mixture. I want you to be able to, figure some stuff out on your own but also be able to come to me and know that you always can come to me whether you can figure it out or not like even if you can figure it out I may have a more efficient or better way yeah Art?
0: yeah I agree I, I think um, I think we want I mean any man who's approaching that a serious relationship wants to take to the next level because it's just if I date dated 10 chicks I'm not trying I wasn't trying to help all 10 let's be honest like everybody, <laughs> everybody's not the same you know if your expectation is you know there's certain things I'll do like I'll help you do small stuff but it's not like it's you're struggling with your If we're just cool kicking it whatever the case may be it's not all of a sudden I'm obligated to do things for you the, at the time I want to help you means I see myself in a position where I want to make your life easier I want, I don't like to see you struggle. I want to see you continuously happy and stuff like that. But I think they also have, there's a point where, you know, expectations have to be set and be realistic, right? Where just because you ask does not mean the answer is yes. As of right now or at that dating stage, as the woman moves up the list of priorities for on my, on my list, on my list of priorities, that's the more I'm willing to help. Like someone I've been dating for a month versus, you know, by the time Z moved up here and by the time we got married, completely different things. I'm not trying to pay your rent. I'm not trying to pay your car note. If that, if that, you know, month one, month two, you know, I'm not really honestly I'm not really trying to pay it either way, but if you need help with it, like my thing is if I make enough and I know you're struggling or you, this will be a break for you, then I want to make your life easier. I guess it just depends on where we're at in a relationship you -hmm. know and I guess to the point of the question is depending on what he's willing to do kind of shows you where you're at in a relationship Uh, as long as you have both have realistic expectations like if you come out we've been dating for two months you should be paying my rent Uh, and I say no then your idea and the relationship and mine are two different things I feel like Buff has something to say
2: I was gonna say you may they a a woman may not even have to per se ask for help yeah like if if she's mentioning things that she needs to get done and can't figure out how she's gonna get just in conversation then one of the ways ladies you'll know how much he cares about you he's gonna he's gonna volunteer to help you're not gonna have to ask like explicitly to help
0: yeah 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 it's yeah. those things um, and it's a simple thing it's not all about money it's okay right. I'm gonna make sure her oil's changed you know I'm gonna make sure the car is clean I'm gonna do, do certain things just to make sure like the bookcase if she's like I'm about to buy a bookcase Like, okay let me know when to come so I'm gonna I'm gonna come by to put it up you know that's my thing you know if you're moving out your house I'm like well let me know when you get settled you know that that. I said I'm gonna help you move. Know, Cold. Uh, <laughs> I mean, those are those are things. It's not all <laughs> monetarily. Um, I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts, Rizzi? I feel like you you about to school us.
1: No, no. I I saw it and and. In... I agreed and then I started thinking about like you said for where we are in the relationship what they're asking for you know it especially like you say I I got it so if you come off the rip asking for money like that's gonna be a turnoff for most guys especially you know higher earners like look I I I know you know I have it and you know, we've been dating for a month and you're like, Hey, I need a hundred dollars, $200 to do this, this. Like, I'm not that guy for you right now. Like that, that is very different. I think from uh, when we say asking for help, um, you know, I feel like we need to be in a little bit longer relationship before I help you, you know, pay your rent or, or whatever, even if it is kind of covering your rent. Like if we just went on a couple dates, I'm not helping you pay your rent that first month we, we, you know, are dating, but small things make a huge difference in like Byron you said showing me that I'm needed in the relationship right like you want a partner in the relationship it's like hey I'm out or I'm heading over to your house or whatever can you stop and pick me something up or can you stop and grab this thing for me that I've been meaning to get you know or I'm talking about hey I'm going to Home Depot and you like look I need a, 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 a filter or whatever can you grab one like that's a little different than and, and and that's that thing that does make guys feel wanted and needed like i can actually provide something and help in your life where it it doesn't cost me 30 dollars, you know for for a filter or something like that like those are the things that i i feel like i can come help with you talked about putting together the bookshelf if you can't do that i I don't want to be the person that's like oh i'm gonna automatically i'm gonna come and put your bookshelf together because that might be something that's cathartic for you you might actually like putting together furniture like jen like putting together furniture like i would if i had offered she would have probably turned me down because she's like no i like to put it together even if it don't come out right like if she got missing pieces and all that she wanted to put it together um so but it, it's one of those things so you know being able to have that open the conversation but ladies ask do ask and and like we said like first said it will show you where we are in the relationship right and and what kind of guy that person is so it what should they be
0: asking give me let's take money out of it you named a few byron do you have any thoughts on what ways men can show or women should be looking for men to help
2: Uh, things, it could be simple things. It could be something as small as you taking the trash out without her asking, or you notice her grass needs cutting and she's been like paying somebody to come cut it when she really ain't got it like that. But like, who else is going to do it? Cause she's not, she, you know, you can do that. You notice a, a leak in her faucet or whatever, like something simple around the house that needs fixing that she doesn't quite know how to do. We have to call somebody to come do it. And you know how to do it. You just take the initiative and do it just like that.
1: I'm glad Uh, that that, that's, that's from like a men's male perspective of you being proactive and you doing it. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is ladies tell that guy or ask that guy what you need help with, because a lot of times, I, I mean, I can tell you, I'm the worst at it, like being a single parent, you just kind of figure it out, and you don't ask for help. Like, and so my homegirl Nikki got on me the other day, where I was about to drop Reagan comes, her daughter comes to my house after school. I was about to drop Reagan off with her and take Sophie and Ollie to this kind of going away party, this work event actually, but it was a going away party for one of my coworkers. And I would never have asked her to say, "Hey, can you watch the kids for a couple of hours while I go to this thing." I was just gonna. I was just figuring it out, um, and we're not even dating or anything like that. But that's that's just a homie that I won't even ask for help for. So you know, I'm not saying uh, ladies ask the guy to watch kids, but you know, I, I you probably wouldn't. But what I'm saying is, get out of your own way and say what you need help with, and well, let that guy know what you need
0: help with. I, I'm still looking for examples. I don't know. I don't know what do they need help um,
1: with. I, I'll. I'll give an example. Like I said, a lot of times it, it, it might be small monetary stuff because it, it, it might not be stuff that, you know, or it could be running errands. It's like, I'm stretched super thin. So can you, that's why I said grab something on your way to my house or whatever. Um, you know, I had, I had a friend that she was just like, I got all this stuff to do today. Uh, and I was just like, well, I'm already out of the house. I'm at target. Do you need anything from Target, and I will drop that off to you. So that's one less errand that you have to run, right? Or she could call it in and pay for it, and I can go by and pick it up from the drive-through or the drive-up or whatever. But it's it's running those little errands. It's it's not having to spread themselves so thin. And as a single parent, that's a lot of what t- times what you have to do. It's just like I got to be in seven different places at the same time all the time. And so just being able to say, "Hey, guy." Can you just go by my house or stay at my house for the lawn man or the the guy to come and do something in the house for me? Um, you That's know, good. and just be there, let him in so that I don't have to leave the house, leave work to come sense, right? do it. You That's know, stuff good. like that. It's like start treating me like I'm there to be a partner with you. And and when you start seeing that from that guy, when that guy's cool, hey, we're in this together, so we'll figure this out right we can be in those di- two different spots at the same thing um and and that's when you know that that's the guy that re- you really want a relationship with and okay. he's not there just to smash
0: okay uh, the reason i asked is because i i remember for me um this is the little things um and i think that's another thing because i don't think it's just um I would respect your question but I don't think it's just a male or a female thing.
1: I agree I agree. And, I agree. I yeah. For, I, I was just you know using it from yeah, that yeah, example.
0: Yeah. For men, a lot of t- we don't like to ask for help, right? It's almost taboo for us to ask for help. We're, we're the worst, you know. Is. Yeah. So I remember an, another thing that Z did or or characteristics she had that just just took her to the next level is she was doing things for me that I wouldn't do for myself, you know, or I kept putting off or, you know, like it's like, I remember she came, like she deep cleaned the house. It was just like, this a bachelor pad, dude. Like you just need to, you know, let's do this. Or she was helping me get, you know, when I was moving to Houston and I had to put my stuff in the storage and I was trying to, I had so much going on I'm like, I just need to find a storage. Like she just went and found you know, five storage units and said, hey, here's that which, which, which side of town you want to be on. This one's closer to your house. Da-da-da. Those were things like. Wow. I appreciate that, like, you know, it that 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 meant a lot. It was just even when we she moved here, like picking up my dry clean, when I used to work at Enterprise and I was working 60 plus hour weeks and I was putting my stuff in dry my 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 clothes and dry uh, the dry cleaners every week. And I'm going to be the, there'll be days where I'm struggling initially because I couldn't get my dry cleaning. I was so like, oh, crap. <laughs> right. But she made it a point to like just pick up my dry cleaning because she knew I went to work at seven. I went to work at seven, got off at seven. Right. They're closed. And so I would try to go on my lunch break, or whatever. And she was just like, I'll just go on my way home. And whatever it was, it was just that the things I couldn't or wouldn't do for myself. And the same thing, you know, it's those things where, you know, I'm gonna pick up something from the grocery store. I know you like this. I know I was there last night. You're out of you're out of ice cream. You you know, it's just those little things that I think um, all relationships still need, you know, just not new new relationships. So it's a, it's a good reminder for me to still do those little things.
2: -hmm. And and is her the question she asks? Is that being a leader or is that just being considerate and healthy?
0: Mm.
1: It it's I I think what she's saying is ladies ask to kind of see is this the guy that you really want to be? Is that guy in that right headspace to not necessarily be a leader but be a partner? For you okay. right uh, are okay. they really there for you yeah. um and and so I, I think that that's what really caught my attention there was that whole that makes sense and guys are so bad about you know oh I don't want to be a sabu she's not gonna play me I'm not gonna be there and do everything for her right sabu. and all of that and so that you know with that I think that's a, a, a good kind of way to do it is, is start asking those questions and see is that guy gonna do it or not. Is he gonna be that helpmate to you, ladies? Right? Uh and, and, and see is he gonna do that. And the same with the guys. I, I, I like that, you know, you brought that up, Fergus, like we have to learn how to ask too and see is she gonna do that for us. Right. And I, not I, and, and not necessarily on that.
2: Go ahead. My my issue off. with the que- my issue my issue with the question is it almost feels like a, a game. Like I just feel like this type of stuff will come up if you date long enough and you decide if you both decide to be serious enough. Like, and maybe this is not what she meant, but I don't think you should just say, you know what? Let me see. I'll ask him. Yeah, let me ask him this when he gets. Like, it'll come up naturally. Like, you're you're going to need some help at some point, and you should you should be able to have someone that you can depend on. I don't think you have to like, you know, just manufacture something to ask a guy. It'll come up on its own.
1: Yeah, I agree there. When, I, I I think it's it's just making sure that you're not scared when you do need help yeah, to
0: ask. Yeah, because okay. yeah. when when you were reading a question, I was on that. I was rolling my eyes like, here's another one of those <laughs> Steve Harvey ninety day rule ninety day rule type <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. Rather than you know, maybe it is a to a certain extent when you're you're established. And let's take like it's not all monetary because that's initially what comes to mind is. You know, is, is he willing to do those things? I know he's he's off today and I need, you know, I really need something like, th- I need him to, I need somebody to pick up or I need somebody to be at the house when they do this. That would be, if he could do that, that's cool. I'm off today. I had a long week, but I'm willing to get up and do those things for you. You know, is he willing to make sacrifices? Is he willing to use his time, his resources? Am I important enough? Am I high enough on his priority list for those things don't come up like Byron said don't come up with a list of things to ask but if something comes mm-hmm. up you know if we're in a relationship you're an extension of me and I'm an extension of you let's 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 see if that works you know are you willing to do that right you know yeah uh, and
1: and and are you like you said where am I on that priority list because a lot of times depending on where you are in a relationship you're not going to move up and down much in that priority list I, I mean af- after a few months or, or, or six months or whatever you're kind of set where he has you at uh, you know and and so if his boys always come first if if you say I need you to be there for this and he's like nah I got a golf you know tee time um, or whatever and he's always got an excuse why he can't help you he's going to have that excuse going forward uh, you know forever and, and you just got to be able to say are are you willing to deal with that or not
2: very true you, uh, you up next, Fert? Or me? No, nah, I'll let you go. Uh, okay, this is a... I got a political question. I know I usually try to stay away from politics, but uh, I wanted to ask you guys to see if you guys can respond to this. Why are Democratic-run cities seemingly so violent? When you look at. Um, so I sent. I think you guys looked at it. Yeah, I sent a list in our group me chat of like the 63 most dangerous cities. And there's a lot of Democratic run uh, cities on there. Uh, North Carolina had a lot of cities on there, by the way. But Chicago, D.C., New Orleans, San Francisco recently now to where you have car rental companies. Telling you, you may not want to rent a car because we're replacing nearly 50 cars a day for people just breaking the windshield, breaking the windows, snatching and grabbing whatever they see and, and, and run. And they're doing it like in, they're not waiting at night. They're not waiting to see who's parked on like some back street. They're doing this on main streets in broad daylight. And it's like, it's like a, a, a epidemic there right now. Another Democratic-run city. Why are they so violent? Ah, <laughs> where can we go?
1: <laughs> so many reasons, right? I mean, we can, we, we can talk.
0: Can go you ahead, start with a list of those? Give me the top 10 to 15 cities, just so the audience, one of the listeners know.
2: Oh, man, I don't have a chart. I, I was just naming some. So we know Chicago is always named, although that list I sent, they were like number 28. On the list, Birmingham. Birmingham was ahead of them. I think Birmingham and Montgomery was ahead of them because it's, it's like you know it goes off population too. It goes off population. Yeah. Uh, but we know Baltimore is notorious for it. Uh, Washington D.C., Chicago, um, New Orleans, New Orleans. Yeah, Houston, Miami. So let's let's go with some of those and say they're your your top top t- top cities.
1: I. A lot of when you look at melting pots, right? So higher democrat or higher density areas, for one. When you look at non-homogeneous areas, or now minority areas, right? Because of white flight, uh, you start to see a lot of democratic-leaning voters when you look at any of those things right so a lot of times if it's some type of melting pot if it's a it's a um a very mixed group um then you're gonna see a democratic run city so i don't think that it's the democratic run city is the thing that makes the high crime and everything like that it's economics it is like i said that white flight you you see a lot of People moving out to the suburbs, if they have money, they can move out. So that, so a lot of poverty gets compressed in those areas. Um, And you, we already know that a lot of higher earners lean towards Republican. That's kind of normally how you see that, that shift. So what you end up seeing is your money moves out of the city, your money and Republicans move out of the city. You get a lot of the platforms that the Democrats talk about social services, money for all right making sure equality those things you need when you don't have a a, a homogeneous uh type of air um people um so what you end up seeing is democratic led cities when you have all that other stuff low economic uh, pr- uh pressure when you have all the the different types of people race ethnicities and all that stuff uh and and so it it's it's one of those things that I don't think it's cause and effect Right. I think the economics of it all forces people to lean more democratic because a lot of times your Republican policies favor your high earners and everything like that. So and and they like to keep I mean, we, we talk about it right. Conservatism is racism. It's like they want to keep uh, this homogenous white type of um, like you know, ideal. And so you can't have that in a large city. And so that's usually what you see happening there. Because when you talk about the metros, a lot of times we'll talk about Birmingham, but we won't talk about Birmingham Metro where Hoovers and Mountain Brooks and Vestavias and everybody else around Birmingham that people go into Birmingham and work. Right. And they they make it the city that it is. But then they take all their tax revenue, all their income. They go out to these uh, outer. I mean, I, I did it. I mean, I moved out in Hoover. Right. So that it, they could be safe and everything like that. Uh, so what's left there in that city is. The low economics, the the people that are have to steal because they they can't get a job. You know the gangs, the drugs. That's I mean going back to the wire and what you talked about far right. Like they have to do those things because there's no other economic engine for them. Uh, and, and so it, it's it's this give and take and, and push and pull there. Where if we did have a more equitable tax system we did have a a better way of of making sure that some of that greater metropolitan revenue comes back to the city to support Uh, your counties actually taking a bigger role in it i think we'd see that but you're not going to get that because of of how uh, just all the demographics work so we talk about gerrymandering and everything so it's it's so much bigger than just saying oh the democrats run these high crime areas I know I got off on like 17 different tangents but it, it's 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 a big thing uh, to talk through and I wish I had Brandon on to kind of really break it down <laughs> we might have to get him on
0: everything that Razi said plus the Republicans want us all in one area it's just it's playing that way it's it's they map cities this way they put people you know we talked about you know you talked about gerrymandering it's we're going to set it up this way. Put everybody in one area. Y'all can have them. Yeah. They appeal to, you know, Democrats are more appealing to the the demographics that Rizzi described. Uh, let's call it what is black and brown people, low economic people who have low economics. Um uh, Who are concentrated in areas for one, because it's easier to commute to work to, you know, when you're in the city. You know, I I think about where I stay. There's no, there's, I haven't, I've been here seven years. There's no buses in my area. You can't, you know, if you need to commute to work, you need buses. You, you, you stay inside of Houston. Um, Cypress is on that list. Houston is. Spring isn't on that list. Houston is. Pearland isn't on that list. Houston is. Um, Mm -hmm. Republicans playing it that way, you know. um, It's 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 sad. I mean, that's 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 what America wants. Yeah, and When, uh,
1: when it comes down to it, oh, it's too much crimes getting here. We're gonna annex and we're gonna make our own city. And rolled out of that and so now we're not in the Birmingham statistics right and now I can start taxing more I can do different things I can I can educate my kids better it's so many ways that you can actually just, basically what they did is they compressed the crime into those areas
0: Republicans planned it that way that's what they mm-hmm. want Byron but I'm pretty sure you're about to give us a whole nother uh 7th <laughs> grade uh social I,
2: sciences I, course yeah I, I do wish Brandon was on this episode um I think it, it's it's a question that doesn't have a simple answer, obviously, and you guys have pretty much echoed that it starts with the schools we see how they do a lot of the schools in inner cities versus uh uh suburbs. We also see how um nationally. You know, you have the poor states, the Republican led states that don't kick in their fair share, but they take, you know, like each state kicks in uh, federal funds or whatever. They like the New York's, the Californians and stuff. They they definitely pay more in their fair share versus some of these other states. Um, I think when it comes to the violence, there's a lot there. But I think when it comes to what I was talking about in San Francisco, and what we're seeing now with people just literally going in Walgreens and just grabbing what they want and leaving. I think some of that probably can be pointed to Democrats because the risk, it like the punishment does not, it's not discouraging anyone from doing it right now. Like you look at San Francisco, there's, there's one guy that had been arrested like 18 times for stealing out of cars. And the most he has right now is an ankle monitor. So right now, somewhere like San Francisco that has the highest, well, well, New York just passed them, but they have the second highest rent average in the country, people people can't afford anywhere to live, so they got to do what they got to do. And if all I'm going to get is a slap on the wrist for stealing something that I can sell later and get money for it, then I'm going to take that chance. And so I think sometimes some Democratic leaders can be soft on crime, And it doesn't discourage anyone. But as far as, like, violence, like, Chicago is always the punching bag for Republicans. A lot of those guns get in there from a mostly Republican-ran state, Indiana. They're able to Mm -hmm. get them and just bring them right over in the city. So it's one of those questions that I just, you know, I, I, I know we lean left most of the time, but every once in a while I like to, Throw it back at the Democrats and say, "Hey, you know, we still got a lot of cleaning up to do ourselves." So I just wanted to yeah, see what your response with you to that.
1: Yeah, when you when you say the the penalties aren't harsh enough, th- there's there's so much research out there that shows that harsher penalties really doesn't stop crime.
2: Not violent crime, but stealing. Yes, it would.
0: Like because, because
2: when you when you're in a gang or you mentioned the wire and you're in that type of lifestyle to where that's all you know, that's all you're gonna do, then no. You 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 everybody knows the penalty for murder right now. Everybody knows the penalty for selling drugs, but the reward is too great. This recent uptick in Smash and Grab in San Francisco, you cannot ignore the recent. The, the recent of it, I don't even know the word to use, but how like they have a more than 30 percent, they have twice as many as Washington, D.C. right now after electing. Well, I think he just got recalled back in June, but that that can't be ignored. And so when you're talking about things like death and things like that, things that people are just doing recently, then, yeah. If they know they're not going to get really punished for it, then I do think punishment can deter that type of behavior.
0: You disagree? Very interesting conversation. I remember taking a class in college, study of criminal behavior, and that's an age-old age old debate It is about it is. can punishment deter crime? It's, 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 it's one it, step below the nature versus nurture com- conversation. Um, it can to an extent. It, really, I mean it it,
1: it definitely can I'm, I'm not saying but then you start looking at the, the second order third order effects of that right I mean what do you want to do mandatory minimum sentence three strikes on shoplifting like you know when it, it, at, at what point does it because again I want that's somebody that's been arrested 18 black and brown times people. for the
2: same time <laughs> have to do some jail time that's what I want <laughs> to rise yo.
1: So, so, so six strikes are you out okay, no, I mean it. we got to admit the Democrats
2: are full of shit sometimes I'm not,
0: not defending the Democrats yeah. I, uh, I'm
1: definitely not I'm definitely not like we said it's it's a complicated subject and and so that that people have tried it people all kind of folks have uh, have tried different ways uh, but hey we can do the Bunny what is it what was Bunny's last name um, oh, on bunny there Colvin. Bunny Coleman. <laughs> no, no, we can do this, it and, you don't, know. Don't, don't do that don't do that
2: don't do that, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that.
0: We'll do that. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. What I mean you look at Rise. <laughs> you look at the fact.
1: He almost did it again. <laughs> go ahead, Fer, Go ahead. Bro, we're talking about a 20-year-old show. It's like
0: <laughs> He's watching it though. If <laughs> this wasn't last week, that's cool. I literally said I'm watching it. <laughs> There's no respect. Man. That's why
1: I, that's why I stopped. I stopped. Well, so I like, already
0: stopped you. Thank you, bro.
1: I wasn't gonna do it.
0: But um <laughs> oh, I don't know. It, it's it's a touchy subject. I mean, is it the situations, is it the people or the situations that dictate crime? Is it the fact that they are in these areas where the the risk the reward? Like, yeah. why am I stealing 18 times? I know I can go to jail. Like, it's I gotta feed, I gotta do this. I I mean it's just also, yeah, it's, that,
2: it's, that, it's that thing uh, where they ask the bank robber, why did you rob the bank? And he says, because that's what the money is. Like in these cities, like Razio mentioned, you know, a lot of affluent people work in the city or whatever. They have the money. So you're going to find people that have the money and, and try and rob them. Versus if I live in Enterprise, Alabama, and hell, the, 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 the next house is eight miles down the road or whatever. I ain't doing a lot of robbing. You know what I mean? Like, you, <laughs> <You're right. laughs> you know, there is no Metro for me to catch and go into town or things like that. So it, it definitely is like a lot that goes into it. Like just, just the convenience of having a train system to take you from where you live, say in the projects or wherever, wherever you are, you have a means to get to where the people with money are versus if you're in Oxville, Mississippi, you know
0: and also I think limited resources to the point where limited opportunities we've we know the dope game we know certain things we ask that I'm gonna ask a lot of these young men how to make it out of the the hood or how to make it how to uh, make a decent earning a lot of people don't know anything besides what they see Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not trying to make that as an excuse, but it was—it's just a lot of t- a lot of times it's exposure to alternatives. This is the way of life. Even just watching the Wire, just I'm sitting there looking at some. If you watch the show and you see how comfortable a lot of these young kids were in these situations, as grown as men, we're like, Nick, I'm not going down there. <laughs> like you're not gonna walk. You're not, like, you know, like you—you can't walk in these neighborhoods comfortably. These kids are riding scooters over there you know, uh, walking over uh, crack pipes and so, like, like it's nothing this is their norm yeah. and when crime and poverty is Wait normalized when crime <laughs> and poverty is no- normalized it's, it's hard to see anything else. Same, you know we grew up around areas where people didn't see high school was the pinnacle of their life they had yep. the, you know when they turn 18, 19, that's when they were in the real world. That's when life hit them hard, and they didn't know where to go from that point on. They weren't going to college. They're not getting out of town. It's it's only so many options. Well, You know, stealing, killing, selling. It is what it is. So, um, do we have time? We've been... I don't think time? so. We're
1: right at an hour now. Yeah, we we started pretty close to the start. All so.
0: right, so You get first <sighs> question next week now. No, as a matter of fact, we're not going to do that because let's go ahead and talk about next week, fellas. We are going I to. bet do, Yeah, we don't need a question next week. Yeah, we are going <laughs> to do an episode around the reversed battle of the sexes. So we're going to have a, f- a few uh, women on the show, some women on the show, and the brothers are, and the women are going to have open conversation and dialogue um, on topics and questions that I would consider maybe like a, a, a great divide between men and women. And it's not all just relationships, but but the goal is to argue the affirmative for the other sex. Our goal is to try to take a step back, get off our mail, leave our male privilege or whatever the hell they want to say at the door and try to understand and argue or debate their point of view. And we're going to ask the women to do the exact same thing and see if that If we get somewhere from that, because it started from a video that somebody posted and was like, "Men, you need to understand that women are more emotional and all this stuff like that. And it's like, "Okay, you're right. The way we're wired, the way my wife and certain people, women were taught is a little different. But at the same time, that's one sided. Like you're asking us to remember and to understand how a lot of women would approach certain subjects. Why don't I have women do the same thing? And that's where the whole reverse battle of the sexes came from. So um, we asked the audience, the listeners, if there's any questions that you would like to put out there that we can discuss, please hit us up. I think we're going to do a post. Byron, can we do a post on that? What yeah, are the, the, the issues or uh, challenges Biggest issues and challenges between men and women and we'll see what the audience says and we'll try to pick a couple of those so i think it's gonna be a very entertaining show (laughs) i like it i like it nice what else you guys got
1: uh nothing again man like i said i wanted to um just congratulate katie again for uh endowing this scholarship remind everybody shopping styles coming Uh, so get ready if you have any type of uh, donations that you'd like to donate uh, just reach out to us at Three Brothers No Sense or you can uh, hit me up on Facebook Um, DM me if you want to donate anything to the silent auction Uh, we love anything that's um, you know clothing items, handbags, shoes anything like that they go really really well uh, in the auction so um, they all have to be new though so we're not doing any um, you know up what is it, upcycling or anything like that, but uh, if you do want to donate some new items to to the auction, let us know, hit us up, uh, and then we'll kind of coordinate to be able to get those. So, I just appreciate all the support as always, man. Uh, Congrats, Katie, again, and hope to see you guys uh, October 30th.
2: You um, you either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. That was Lieutenant Gordon in the Dark Knight. I know somebody... I know somebody else said that before him, but that's where I remember from Uh, Jay Z, who everybody was gushing over his verse on God did just a few days later. He made some comments about, you know, comparing capitalism and and the names that some people call capitalists, and billionaires. He compared that to being called uh, racial slurs. And saying that you know that's that's you got to come up with stronger words. Whatever he said, he got some backlash for it, and people were saying like you know he's trying to have it both ways. You can't be a man of the people and a billionaire. That's not how this works. I'm not here to debate that. I'm here to use that to just tell you that compliments are great, okay, and sometimes criticism gonna hurt, but don't let either get you too high or too low. Because just right there, who we consider the GOAT was getting all this praise for this verse that he had just dropped. And then like two or three days later, it flipped on just like that. And that's and that's just how the opinions of the public can be. So if you're in any type of um, public forum to where you're open to criticism and things like that, or even if you aren't, just... Take it, take it as it comes. Know who you are. Know what your intentions are, and just don't get too high, or too low. Also, happy anniversary to the Blueprint. We're recording on September 11th. Um, I don't say never forget when it comes to the terrorist attacks on 9/11 because America forgot. America forgot a long time ago. I worked at TSA. Trust me, they forgot. Nobody wants to be screened. Everybody says we need security, and they're the ones that have to be screen and then they're cussing at you about how they about to miss their flight so America Forgot Never Forget is a joke but Happy Anniversary Blueprint one of the best albums of all time from Jay-Z and um, that's all I got
0: um you know what thank you Byron for the first time in 20 years I forgot it was (laughs) 9-11 Yeah. Yeah. I I remember it every year because you know, hell, we went to Afghanistan. Um and we actually got back on 9/11 2003, so those two days coincide and uh stick out for me. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in once again. Shout out to Inspire You on Air, the new beat of the bay, for just Connecting us with so many great people, getting the word out there. We we, we appreciate everything you guys do for us. Uh, I want to send a shout out to uh, one of my fraternity brothers, Colby Fontenot and his wife. They are doing a black health series um, called Black Marriage Works, where they're encouraging couples to work out together so you can sign up and do workouts and live a healthier life together with your, your significant others. So um, Z and I are looking into joining it, uh, joining in, I think it's three or four times a week. Uh, we were looking at the pricing is really decent. So uh, I'll, I'll make a post on that, but I think it's a great opportunity. I remember talking to Kobe the other day, he says he's a personal trainer and he was like, Good. This is the time of year everybody slacks. They get around the holidays, it gets cold, they just start stop working out, and then at the beginning of the year, they always come to him and say, hey, uh, put me a plan together, and he said no more. So he's going to challenge people to work out together um, starting, it starts tomorrow. So the day just drops, nine twelve. I think it's the first day of the Black Marriage Works uh, kickoff. So shout out to you, Kobe and uh with that being said three brothers no sense listen like share subscribe comment and most importantly listen again see you next week